This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden, and this is The Leader. If you're having a tough week with all the Omicron weirdness, please listen to this from my colleague Lizzie Edmonds, celebrity correspondent and news reporter for the Evening Standard. Lizzie's 32 weeks pregnant and in the not-so-distant past, while flights were up and running just fine. With her husband Stephen Meek, they planned to escape grey London for 23 degrees centigrade sunshine in South Africa, where Steve grew up, catching up with family and friends before baby arrives in the new year. And Lizzie's grounded for a while, but then... So yesterday we took steps to protect the UK against the variant coming here from southern African countries and earlier today added four more countries... To the red list. As Lizzie and Steve raced to rebook their BA flights to get home, the couple were caught up in dystopian scenes at Cape Town Airport as UK-bound flights from Southern Africa were banned as the Omicron variant emerged. Pretty stressful already for mum and baby, right? And then the next day, Steve suffered a triple stabbing in a street robbery. Lizzie, the trip all seemed perfectly planned. Could you talk us through what happened? We've been wanting to visit for a while, and because I'm seven months pregnant, I can only fly for a few more weeks after this week. So South Africa came off the red list, and we thought, OK, let's go. Let's go and see Steve's family and have a bit of a holiday before the baby arrives. It was not only before the restrictions hit, it was before the new variant was really even newsworthy. If you Google it on Monday night there might be a few scientific papers popping up in obscure places but it certainly wasn't mainstream news. And so it was a bit of a scramble to get back on this new circuitous route back to London via Paris. That night we try, obviously tried to change our British Airways flights back but they were all suspended immediately. Later transpired that that was because they were preparing the quarantine hotels so they didn't want what I would say is that the Dutch situation where people were flying into um, the airport there and then they didn't know what to do with them. We managed to book ourselves a flight to Paris um, on Air France for the Friday night. So we tried to get some sleep and then got back down to Cape Town on the Friday, did all the various bookings of things that you need, you know, forms, booked PCR tests, two and eight day PCR tests for the UK, got PCR tests over here, emergency PCR tests. So we'd have that and then set off for the airport about nine o'clock at night. So you arrived at Cape Town Airport. Could you describe the scene? The flight was kind of very early hours of Saturday morning. So we set off at, at, on Friday night and it was honestly one of 
post-dramatic storms uh, that I've ever seen in Cape Town. It was like biblical, rain pouring, like cracks of thunder and lightning. And then we got to the airport and there was just a big crowd outside the door. All the other doors were blocked off and there was a big crowd outside the door. So we got out and there was people standing in their masks with their bags and a couple of people in high vis with clipboards basically saying that the airport had been closed. You could see people inside, that, but they were just being round up by staff to, to tell, told to leave. And they just said every flight has been cancelled out of here for the foreseeable. So you need to go. It seems like a few people were from further afield who were obviously more panicked and more emotional about it. It's 9.30 at night on a Friday night in a city you don't particularly know. What do you do? Luckily, you had somewhere to stay while getting everything sorted. But then, Steve, you suffered this terrible incident as you walked home with a friend after an evening out. Myself and my friend James were walking and he split off to the left because his girlfriend lived just down that road. And um, I was just about two, three blocks further up. As I got around the corner, I just heard shouting. I heard James's voice just saying, help me, help me, somebody help me. Stop, 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 stop. So I came running around the corner to see what was going on. And there was five or six guys around him, uh, surrounding and pushing him and things. And it just didn't, didn't look particularly great. So I came running in and started pushing a few people, just saying, stop, stop as well. And then um, it just suddenly out of the blue, someone just broke a, a beer bottle and just started swinging and it all just became blurry. So I got stabbed in three different areas, grazed on the back as well. And then from there, we, we kind of just pushed our way out and we just ran away. Um, and eventually I made my way to the hospital and I was there overnight for emergency surgery, sliced the tendon in my left hand, nicked the vein in my left hand, left a three inch piece of glass actually wedged between my baby finger, and my ring finger. I had to go in for emergency surgery in the morning and luckily the doctor saved my hand and put it all back together. And I need my hands for the design work. So it's all, all just a bit surreal and all a bit scary. It sounds like you're lucky to have escaped. How are you doing now? I haven't spoken to the doctors in the emergency room. Um, the young lady said that looking at the patterns that most of the blows were attempted death blows because she said that these guys, well, they, they, they call them street surgeons because they know exactly where to stab you to kill you. So it looked like it looked like it's just escalated quite quickly and it went from a robbery to attempted murder and, and we were just kind of lucky to, to get away with, with our lives and, and a few possessions that we had. Lizzie opened the door to Steve, pouring with blood from his wounds, but luckily they were staying near an A&E. Police haven't made any arrests. It's not been a holiday, it's been a trauma. What happened to Steve could have happened anywhere, but it was just kind of making it a bad situation ten times worse. But it's happened and we've got our lives and we're going to get home. So we've got to be grateful for, for that. The couple have managed to get on a repatriation flight back home in a few days and because of Steve's ongoing treatment have secured dispensation to quarantine at home. Lizzie, how's the baby? Yeah, it seems to be, um, seems to be all right, kicking away. Um, obviously, we've had a very stressful kind of week it'll be by the time we do eventually land home. It seems to be moving about as much as always. So that's kind of one of the main things that they always tell you to, to keep an eye out on these later stages. And it seems OK. I mean, obviously, it's bound to have been feeling my stress, but we'll just have to try and get home. <laughs> ask me again after 15 days of, of quarantine but i don't plan to leave the house much until i go home into labor there's more on lizzie and steve's story in the world section at standard.co.uk that's the leader we're back on thursday at 4 p.m 
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.